0: Hello, my darlings, and welcome back to Conversations with My Higher Self. How are you? How is it going? Today we have uh, an interesting topic. It is probably going to be short and sweet, um, but it is important. I wanted to talk to you about your personal cell of the matrix. as well as the collective consciousness of humanity and how the two interplay, how the two interrelate and how that impacts your life, frankly. So that's the agenda, the topic for today. But before we dive in, a couple of housekeeping items. If you are not yet subscribed to my YouTube channel, check it out. It is called This is Maria, Maria with a Y, -Y M-A-R-I-Y-A. We are uploading new videos there every Wednesday. So there's a lot of new content uh, that is coming your way via the video format. Thanks YouTube, so check it out. Also, if you haven't read my book, 72 Keys to Manifestation or An Ancient Path to a Modern Day Alchemist, it is available on Amazon. I am so grateful to so many of you that have DM'd me, commented on my videos, just letting me know that you've gotten the book. It means the world to me. Now, this book is about manifestation and it is 100% channeled from spirit, from A to Z, essentially from the first to the last page. And it is meant to be a 72 day journey. Now, obviously it can take longer if you'd like, but every key that is in the book has a theoretical and a practical application. And it is a very, very deep book um, that will help you manifest The Life of Your Dreams, but above and beyond that, it is a deeply spiritual book as well. So not your simple, you know, Law of Attraction 101 book. This is probably something that you would like to pick up once you are familiar with the Law of Attraction. That will give you a whole new layer and will provide a lot of practices and tools and keys to manifesting the life that you want. That's that. Yeah, and if you're not meditating with me on Our Sacred Universe podcast I humbly believe that you should. New meditations are uploaded every Sunday. I used to combine meditations into this podcast, and now we're doing fewer of those. Yeah, and this is more of a chit chat. Um, you know, this is more of a monologue plus the Q&A. And the other podcast is a guided meditation every Sunday. So check it out. All right, diving into the topic of today, rich topic, very Um, important for the times that we're living in your personal cell of the matrix versus the collective consciousness of humanity how the two interact why you should care here's why i want to talk to you about this today energetically there is a lot that's going on on the face of planet earth right now it has been the case since the beginning of 2020 it shall be the case for the next (laughs) couple of decades (laughs) not to listen not to like um I don't mean this is fear-mongering at all, but this is a pretty charged period in the history of humanity. In fact, I dare say that if you are alive right now, what you probably didn't sign up for is an easy life. What you did not sign up for is a life without events. Uh, You chose to show up during a very pivotal stage in the history of Gaia, the planet, planet Earth, as well as this human civilization vibrations of the planet are rising if you have been listening to anybody in spirituality um, in the past few decades they have probably been telling you that the vibrations of planet earth the Schumann resonance of planet earth is going to continue to rise the intensity um, of codes that we are downloading as a large human family from our local sun as well as central sun is accentuating a lot is going on energetically on top of that There's a lot of noise thanks to technology. There is a lot of things that are coming through the pike around 5G, AI. The point is this world is getting busier. The informational field is getting busier. Our lives are going to feel more intense, not in a bad way intense, but there's going to be more happening in general per millisecond, if you will. In the same way that now there's more information, more content that's being created per second than ever before in the history of humanity, at least the civilization, the same is true for a lot of other things. So our light bodies are going to have to get used to receiving things, absorbing things a lot quicker. And because of that, unless we're able to adapt as humanity, the next few years as well as potentially decades could feel even more stressful than ever before. You know, what is stress, right? Stress is pressure. We perceive that pressure to be an unhealthy, perhaps level of pressure. That's why we call it stress. However, I promise you at face value, stress is not going anywhere. So are we going to get better at handling pressure as a society? Or are we going to collapse under stress? Because like I said, there is more information than ever before. There is going to be more things that are created and laddered on top of what we are already experiencing in the coming years. And so I just frankly wanted you to be better prepared for what's to come. And because of that, I wanted to bring about this concept of just like another layer of how the matrix works in the past. I made, Um, a couple of episodes that referenced the construction or shall we say the composition of the matrix, just a quick refresher, not really going to go into all that much detail. I'm sure you can find the old episodes without my help, but the matrix essentially is a structure. You should think of it as a virtual reality structure. Now, of course, from the perspective of an incarnated third dimensional human, this is all we know. This life is all we know uh, because of the veil of forgetfulness, because of how the game is played for many, many reasons but matrix essentially is a construct. It's a mathematical construct. It's an artificial environment, not dissimilar to a virtual reality environment that was at one point created in, um, by source consciousness. It was dreamed out by source consciousness, shall I say? It was implemented by the great architect. Uh, well, there's one major architect of the matrix, of the version of the matrix that we currently live in. That architect had a lot of helpers as well, other architects. Um, And so essentially they are the greater mathematicians of of our reality. And they have built a very precise system. They have built a very mathematical system, almost like the skeleton, if you will, of rules and regulations that describes everything that we're experiencing in uh, reality, third dimensional, fifth dimensional, and otherwise. And so one very pivotal concept around the matrix, the structure of the matrix, is this concept of individual versus collective. So essentially all things in the matrix could be divided into your personal individual experiences and codes and collective codes. And that is where it becomes really interesting and really relevant. So here's what I would like for you to imagine. I'll, I'll give you an illustration which again is, this is a perspective of looking at the matrix. This is not perhaps the ultimate truth because there are so many layers and angles at how we could be looking about the matrix. But for the purposes of this episode, this is really all you need to know. Imagine that you had, which is the case, um, your personal cell or a cube, like a little cube. It's a transparent cube that keeps around your body. Um, essentially your body is all of your white bodies, so not just your physical, we're talking the entirety of your beings, uh, or of your being, of your bodies, uh, imagine that the entirety of who you are outside of or a projection of who you are, right? I'm not talking about, um, higher self, Your higher self is a, you know, outside of the matrix. Your higher self does not belong to the matrix. Your higher self uses the matrix as a tool, as a piece of software, if you will, in order to be able to have experiences. So in, in this particular instance, your higher self is like a player of the game and this is the game and you're the avatar in the game. So as an avatar in the game, you have your personal cell of the matrix. It looks like a transparent cube, a cube with transparent walls. Now, your personal cell of the matrix is extremely important. That is your personal space. That is your personal set of coordinates. That is your personal little corner of reality. That is, existing within the larger, greater whole of everything else that exists inside of the matrix. On top of that, right? So you're encaps- encapsulated inside of this transparent cube. What is the collective? So when I ask the questions, you know, when I I am um, having conversations with the collective consciousness of humanity, what do I mean? I am referring to essentially an energy of all of the humans that are currently incarnated on planet Earth. This is the facet of the collective that I work with. However, when you look at face value, at what collective consciousness of humanity is, it has layers. One of the layers is everybody that's currently incarnated. A larger layer is everybody that has been incarnated prior in the civilization of humanity, in, in, in in the civilization of homo sapiens, if you will, right? So there are two ways that we can look at the collective. So going back to the matrix structure, essentially imagine that there is a soup of collective consciousness or a broth. <laughs> I'm like, is it a soup or is it a broth? Um, because technically it could be, it can be described as a broth as well. It feels very liquidy and it's transparent, but it has a tint. So the, co- the current tint of human collective consciousness is actually bronzy. That is what's coming through right now. Can it change? Yes, it has a little bit of a range. It uh, fluctuates from the bronzy, yellowish hues to, to blue. So essentially, to steely blue. That, that's really like, the, the, the it's either yellow or blue, essentially, depending on what day you look. And it is transparent, but the, you know, the, the, the hue is fairly pronounced. The, the reason I'm telling you all this is, hopefully it'll be easier for you to imagine what's happening. So imagine there is this broth of collective human consciousness the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions, the happening of every single human currently incarnated on earth, right? Well, we'll take that section of the collective human consciousness. And then your personal cube of the matrix is dropped inside of that collective consciousness. And so essentially you have all of these people individually that are floating inside of this broth of collective consciousness. And it's almost like each of these cubes is like a little boat at the face of the ocean. Now, of course, sometimes you're submerged inside of the ocean and the ocean is collective consciousness. In this case, it doesn't really matter. The reason I'm bringing this up is this, there is always an interaction, the give and the take between your personal cell of the matrix. That is your space. It's kind of of like your house or your home or your apartment within the greater virtual reality of the matrix. And then of course you're forever and constantly, exposed to the collective consciousness because you are literally very often either submerged or are are floating at the very top. So you're never fully separate from the collective consciousness of humanity. So a lot around the quality of your life is dependent on how efficient your personal cell of the matrix is as, as far as interacting with a greater whole of the collective consciousness. Like I said, there is always an energy exchange, right? You don't exist in a vacuum. When you come here, you don't come into an empty space. You already descend into the happening. You already descend into, shall we say the status quo of the energies. And despite the fact that we all go through life being a part of this large human family, different people get impacted by the collective consciousness to a different degree. Let me say that again, or shall shall I reframe and rephrase that? Depending on where you are in your personal journey, as well as your spiritual development, on your awakening journey, the degree to which you get impacted by the collective consciousness of humanity is going to be different. I find that it is a lot easier maintain a personal sense of happiness a personal sense of fulfillment and peace of mind when you don't have to forever depend on the collective consciousness of humanity. In other words the less you are able to depend on the collective consciousness of humanity for your own personal sense of happiness the happier you are going to be. If you remember the movie The Matrix, and obviously I love the movie, so I keep quoting it and citing it. There is this moment when Neo takes, you know, is it the red or the, the the blue pill? He takes the pill and then essentially he exits the Matrix, and you know his life is never the same again. Which is essentially the the proxy for an awakening, right? Uh, so Neo has an awakening. He awakens to the reality of things, the murky reality as it is. When we start going on our spiritual journeys. And when we have our own awakening here, this is what happens. You kind of get plugged out of the matrix. What does that mean? You are no longer at the mercy of the collective consciousness to the same degree that you are as an unawakened human. And let me explain why that is. Most people that awaken or have an awakening as an experience they start vibrating at higher frequencies quite naturally. So it's like a trigger event that happens and they start vibrating at a higher frequency. Most of humanity right now, vibrates at the solar plexus chakra or lower. Most people who have had an awakening start vibrating at the Anahata center and the heart or higher, right? So there you have it. That's already actually a very big, fairly big difference between where, the collective consciousness of humanity is versus where the awakened spiritual people are. It's a fairly dramatic difference in frequency. So, when you come to planet Earth as a baby and you get plugged into the matrix, you essentially start identifying with your own avatar. For the first few years, it is actually advisable that you go through a learning process or a learning curve. Part of this, you know. A, a, or, shall I say another part of this a hundred percent of it of this is what the modern psychology refers to as conditioning. Conditioning is essentially a set of experiences, rules, happenings, energies that adapt you or that are created in order to be able to adapt you, not just to society, but to the energies, vibrations, and the truth of planet Earth. There are a lot of souls that don't just incarnate on this planet, right? And so, in order for this adaptation period to be very effective and in order for it to be as fast as is possible, um, it is actually advisable that souls that just descend into a body, go through a process of essentially absorbing things into their bodies and into the cells of their personal cells of the matrix from the outside world. So for the first 10 years, give or take, it's not even optional. You're going to have to become a sponge that absorbs everything from the outside world just so you can have a good or healthy experience, right? So that you can fully start associating yourself with your body, right? And so this reality, this world becomes easy to understand for you. Now, as souls evolve, also as you grow older in your human experience, in your human life, what becomes, what becomes possible for you is another way of living. At a certain point in time, you could flip the polarity. You could flip and change the game from absorbing everything from the collective consciousness of humanity into creating your own version of reality. So instead of just becoming a byproduct of your surroundings, instead of just tapping into what everybody else is thinking, feeling, doing, going through, you can create your own script within the smoothie. That is why your personal cell of the matrix was created in the first place. Otherwise, you know, the matrix would have just been the soup or the broth without your personal slice of the matrix. But that dichotomy is very, very important to understand. why is it important? Right? Or actually maybe, maybe let's address, because this is kind of a rich topic and I know I last thing I want is to confuse you. And I'm sensing a little bit of that confusion from the collective human consciousness, um, around what I just said. What is the problem as an individual human, right? What could possibly be a problem if the only part of the matrix that you're playing into is the collective, you know, what is the problem of not having your individual self? Of the matrix being well built out, being um, you know high vibrational, all of that, all of that good stuff. Here's the problem: human collective consciousness is essentially fixed at a particular frequency, and that frequency is fairly stable. Is it raising? Like are the vibrations rising? Yes, but they're not rising as fast as you may think, and so let's say in the next 50 years, humanity as a whole is going to move like only an iota away from the status quo. Unfortunately, the collective energies are the hardest energies to move. They are painfully slow in terms of shifting. Think of trying to boil an ocean. It's impossible, right? Uh, It's the definition of insanity, trying to boil the ocean. But you can boil a little bit of water in your in in the kettle, right? That is very possible, right? Impacting change in smaller ecosystems, in smaller worlds, and smaller chunks of reality is always easier than trying to impact very large collective things. So here is the next part of this intellectual challenge that we're we're embarking on um, together is this. If humanity is fixed at a particular frequency, Let's look at this frequency. This frequency is in the the yellow range. So it actually is in the solar plexus. So shall I say that the collective consciousness of humanity has an assemblage point or a point of view that lives and dwells inside of the solar plexus area. However, it is not the high vibrational solar plexus energies. This is not the most optimal, purest solar plexus energies. This is the shadow side of the solar plexus. So collective consciousness of humanity is stuck in the shadow aspect of the solar plexus area. What does this mean? This is essentially all the issues around self-concept and, you know, the ego, the parts of ego that are not so healthy, right? So it's a lot of inner critic. It's a lot of, I'm not enough. It's a lot of, I'm on my own. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of like identity issues and trying to fit in constantly and never feeling like you're good enough. That is where humanity is stuck. And then on top of that, right, not having a healthy relationship with, with your own masculinity on masculinity outside of you, like the patriarchy is a shadow aspect of the yellow. Humanity very often is not able to Uh, that's where you also, the shadow aspect of the L is where you have a lot of money issues. So humanity as a whole is stuck in the money issue situation. It's, you know, always having to work more than you would ideally want to, uh, always kind of not making as much money as you would ideally want to either. And then not even being able to retire peacefully at the age that you want to retire, or even when you do retire, it's, you're not able to afford the lifestyle that, you know, you would like to lead when you're retired. So it's a little bit of that, you know, hamster in the wheel type of situation. So do you, can you see the predicament here? If the only option that is available to you, or if the only, let's say, not even that, if your default setting as a human is to essentially define your own happiness by absorbing the energies of the collective, right? And yet the collective is perpetually stuck in the shadow aspect of the solar plexus chakra, literally for the entirety of your life, that's where humanity is going to be stuck. Do you see how that may be a problem? I don't know if you've um, listened to my past episodes, What I said, where I said that happiness does not live below the, the heart chakra. So if humanity as a whole is stuck at a chakra that is below the heart, and yet humanity is yearning for being happy, do you see how that's a challenge? Especially if you put yourself in a situation where you equal yourself to the collective, which is the default setting of every single human up until you have your, you know, you you embark on the spiritual journey and start going places. Until you have your awakening, until you have your trigger event, until you break free from the matrix like Neo. Essentially, you are going to be the byproduct of your environment. That is the truth. Because for everybody who operates at the solar plexus level and below, they cannot escape collective consciousness. The relationship between their personal cell of the matrix and the collective is such that, and I'll give you percentages just so you guys understand. We'll make it really, really clear. Imagine that your personal quality of life is essentially based on upon the liquid that fills up your little cube, your personal cell of the matrix. Where does that liquid come from? For everybody who operates at the level of the solar plexus and below, call it 90 something percent of humanity, 80% of the liquid in in their personal cube is the liquid of the collective consciousness of humanity. Literally, it's not even them. That is why it is so, on the one hand, fascinating and on the other hand, borderline scary to be watching the human collective because the person in, you know, literally Africa and the United States and Sweden and China at face value are very different people with a very different everything, but they're still tapping into the same collective goo or soup or broth that is the shadow of the solar plexus. And then they're tapping into it over and over and over again. And there you have the hamster wheel and the inability to escape samsara. That cycle of death and rebirth. And by the way, next time if you reincarnate, you're going back to the same yellow. You're going back, yes, again, collective consciousness doesn't move very quickly. We have been stuck in the shadow side of yellow for millennia, you guys, millennia a while right so that change is painfully slow so even if you die and get rebirthed you're rebirthed into the same exact thing the same exact yellow soup dark yellow soup for lack of a better word which is literally the opposite of conducive to your personal evolution at soul level and otherwise right so again which is why it's so challenging especially as things start to heat up on planet Earth, and by the way, they are going to start to heat up, you know, things are gonna start becoming more intense. There's a lot that's coming through the pike that's going to negatively impact the collective consciousness of humanity. Because not only, so like, essentially there is a state of the collective consciousness. And, And like I said, it's hard to move. But what I mean by that is it's hard to improve it. It's actually a lot easier to bring, the collectively bring people down than collectively bring people up. In fact, I haven't seen, Humanity make any massive movements up in probably 2,000 years. However, during COVID, we collectively went down to the level of the root center with the crazy fear-mongering and just everybody being afraid and scared for their lives. Momentarily, we went from the yellow to the red. Red is a danger zone, you guys. Red is crazy. Like We should not be there as, as humanity. So here's where I'm going with if you are dependent, again, on how the rest of humanity feels, if you're so in tune, in other words, if there's not enough of you inside of your personal matrix cell, if 80% of everything that you're uploading, downloading, feeling, thinking about is literally the grand average of where, where humanity is today, you see how this is a dead-end scenario? Because if there is no you in you, then you cannot evolve at soul level. Then it doesn't really matter what your higher self planned, it doesn't really matter what your agenda is at spirit level, it doesn't really matter why you showed up here, because the moment you step under the veil of forgetfulness, or into the veil of forgetfulness, you start solving the problems that are not your own because 80% of your life is run by the collective on autopilot. So if collective consciousness of humanity today decided that it it wants to work on relationships, I'm just saying, I'm not saying it did decide it today, but let's imagine that that is a situation. And you are the person that does not have enough you inside of your personal soul of the matrix. Guess what? You're going to be working on relationships whether you'd like this or not. Whether your higher self wants to be working on your creativity or, I don't know, your career is irrelevant. Because if collective humanity, or the collective consciousness of humanity needs to work through relationships, you're just gonna be working through relationships. And that is unfortunate truth about it. Now, this is not the only way. And that is why God Almighty, Source Consciousness, the Absolute and the Architect of the Matrix gave you your personal soul of the matrix. If the only way to play this game was for you to descend to the soup of collective human consciousness and live your life as if that was the only reality, it would not be a very compelling existence at all. And in fact, you would be quite tampered. Your ability to evolve as a soul would be quite limited, right? Because you can only solve for a very small number of issues. And by the way, you don't even control where you're going. It's kind of like being a passenger on the Titanic that's about to hit the iceberg. You may be seeing the iceberg, can't quite get off the the Titanic, if you know what I mean. So as much as I love the um, collective consciousness of humanity because it enables me to detect everything that's happening with you guys in a millisecond, I see that from multiple angles the collective consciousness of humanity could also be a curse if you allow it to run your life, which most people do. So here's the scary part. You think your reactions are your own. You think your thoughts are your own. You think your feelings are your own. But for 90 plus percent of humanity, most of the things that they feel, think, and do on a daily basis is not even impacted by them. It's impacted by the collective consciousness. That is how the energy works. Again, imagine that you're the little baby droplet inside of an ocean. Who is going to impact who? Will you change the entire ocean? Or Or are the chances stacked in a way that the ocean is most likely going to impact you? And the answer is, unfortunately, the ocean most likely is going to impact you, and it has been to a great degree. Now, your personal cell of the matrix is an amazing tool. Your personal cell of the matrix is kind of like your personal slice of this pie. It's as if we all have one large cherry pie to share, and there is one slice that is yours. By default, this slice is going to be exactly like the rest of the pie. However, because this is your slice of the pie, you get to decide what it is going to look like and feel like. And you may even put apples or pears in it, regardless of whether it is a cherry pie or not, if you know what I mean. And that is the beauty of having your own personal slice of reality. Now, your own personal soul of the matrix and a really healthy way of living is actually the opposite in proportion. So most people are 80 20, with 80 being whatever is happening in the human collective, and 20 being whatever is happening with me right now in my life. And I know this does not feel like it is the case because you're like, what do you mean? I have my problems, you know, I have my things. You guys, you're all watching the same news. You're all watching the same movies. You're all being programmed in the same way. You're all reading the same books. It's like one big village at this point. Um, Really, like truly. Um, You would be surprised if you were to literally dissect and look at the thoughts of people and do like sampling in the morning, right? Of thoughts of people from very different countries. They're going to be thinking scarily similar thoughts on the same day. Scarily you'd be surprised how much, um, not just correlation, but commonality there is. There is tremendous commonality. In fact, having original thought is extremely uncommon. Having your own personal soul of the matrix being uh, kind of like driving you and like your own agenda driving you is like far and in between. And yet that is the shortcut that is the answer that you're looking for. Why? If we're moving into a tumultuous period, which we are, by the way, everybody's gonna to have to hold on to their hats for the next couple of decades. And even beyond, like, it's not, it's, you know, <laughs> it's not gonna be a walk in the park. Again, not to freak you out, uh, but you're better off being informed. So if we're going into tumultuous oceans, if we know this is going to be a rough seas, you know, we, we have a choice. We have a choice to either just go with the flow and see what happens. And what, what is going to happen is everybody's going to start freaking out and you're going to start freaking out right alongside them. Or you can rewrite the script and say, no, no, I, I disagree. This makes no sense. Why would I, you know, why would I choose to suffer just because everybody else around me suffers or is suffering? You know, why would I choose to be miserable forever? Why would I choose to forever live in the shadow of the yellow center? There are other ways of being. You can live in the light of the yellow center. And your quality of living is going to be tremendously better. There are all these chakras outside of the yellow, you guys. As much as I love the sun, as much as I love plexus, it is a very limiting place to be if that's the only tune that you're gonna be playing. Imagine listening to the same song for the the rest of your life. Like Celine Dion, my heart will go on and repeat. Oh, please God, no. Do you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't want to shoot yourself if you had to listen to Celine Dion for like a week, nonstop, let alone the entire life of yours. So, not to pick on Celine, she's great, lover. <laughs> a healthy a much healthier place to be is a flipped polarity. It is when 80% of your life is dictated by who you are, what you want, your own blueprint, your own guidance from spirit and otherwise, and only 20% is being dictated by the collective consciousness of humanity. In fact, if I do say so myself, this may be one of the only ways for you to start preserving your sanity and maintain extremely high levels of happiness, peace of mind and contentment, despite anything that's coming through the pike in the next 20 years. You see, we no longer get to decide that whatever's gonna happen in the the future is not gonna happen. In other words, we don't always get to change the macro script of of planet Earth, of what's happening, right? In fact, right now we don't because all of our highest selves have already signed up to a particular script. The movie is written, you guys. Yes, we impact it to some degree, but largely the the plot and the storyline has been written and we all have signed up and signed off on the dotted line that we agree with the script. The script is going to be rough and we wanted it, by the way, we wanted it that way. So unless we want it and we want to sign up for a lot of stress and uncertainty and fear and all of the good stuff in the coming years, aren't we better off saying enough's enough. I'm going to use the God given potential in my own personal soul of the matrix in order to change the game. Because I will tell you that there is a tremendous amount of liberation. There is a tremendous amount of relief. There's a tremendous amount of peace of mind and happiness that you can get as a byproduct of working the matrix to your advantage. Which would be, actually, in this particular instance, really investing the time and the resources in order to optimize your own personal self. Because I guarantee you, trying to optimize the collective right now is not an option. In fact, here's what's what's going to happen. There are a lot of people that are awakening right now. I know this. You know this. There are more and more people awakening every day now than it used to be in 10 years, in a 10 year span. We're gonna see this scenario, we're gonna see this trend accelerate. What does this mean? You're gonna have a growing chunk of humanity, a growing population of humanity being really woke. And then you're gonna have an even larger chunk who are gonna go the opposite direction, with, you know, driven by artificial intelligence and everything else, they're gonna go the opposite of awakened. So they're gonna go even more deep, like even deeper into the matrix, if that makes sense. Being more controlled, being more brainwashed, just being less in tune with who they are and what what they want, because it's always a balance, right? If more people are awakening, more people are gonna be deeper in slumber. That is the reality. So what you're, what you're gonna start experiencing is a society that's gonna start feeling a little split, more split than normal. And for some of you, those splits may even happen inside of your own families or with your loved ones or with your friends, right? So there's a lot of change that's gonna be happening. And like I said, the best way to prepare for this change is to start unplugging yourself from the matrix. And when I say that, the reason I wanted to use that terminology, although it is actually strictly incorrect, because you cannot unplug yourself from the matrix. You really can't, right? The matrix is actually a good thing. I said this before and I'll say this again. The matrix is the way the architect built it, and the way source consciousness built it, is freaking phenomenal. It's amazing. It's as good as it gets. This is the fourth version of the matrix under our source consciousness, and this is the best one yet. However, when I say unplugged from the matrix, I'm actually just using the colloquial term for awakening. However, it's really being plugged out of the collective human consciousness is what needs to happen here because the collective human consciousness, make no mistake, is running 80% of your life and you don't even know it. Yeah. You're living into other people's programs other people's karma, other people's, you know, grievances, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, when things get, you know, when there's tumultuous seas, when there are the rough seas, what do you think is going to happen with the collective consciousness of humanity? Do you think it's going to get better? Do you think it's going to get worse? Yeah, it's going to get worse, right? So it's already not amazing and it's only going to get worse. So if that's the case, then, if the are asleep, people are going to be more asleep. What does somebody who's awakened do? The answer is, you take your God-given right to reframe your own personal reality. Because you have your own personal cube. You have your own personal self. And yes, it is floating in collective consciousness. But I want you to remember and I want you to understand that it is only as connected to the collective consciousness of humanity as you choose it to be. In fact, if you chose to only lightly absorb and really shift the parameters of your own personal self, the matrix, you get to unplug from the collective consciousness in a way that it will completely not even matter. Everybody may be miserable around you. You're going to feel like a happy camper. That is actually a healthier version for the world like earth, right? Again, nothing against the collective consciousness for me personally or for me at, you know, at the spirit level. In fact, I want to preach unity all day, every day. I believe that we're all one and one day we're going to go back to the same source that we came out of. However, again, planet earth is a planet of contrast and that split is getting worse. That split that the range of people between the awakened and the spiritual ones and the asleep ones, that chasm is only going to grow larger because that's happening for enough of you that's going to start feeling fairly well it's it's going to start feeling uncomfortable the collective consciousness will start like feeling like it's suffocating you because of because of this when you are essentially asleep your color your personal color of the of the of your personal cell is exactly the color of the collective consciousness so there are all of these asleep people who are floating in the soup of yellow. And inside of their personal matrix cell, there is yellow as well. So there's no, you know, it's, it's actually, um, very consistent and very, it's fine for them, right? It's it's almost like they belong here, right? They, they don't have to change themselves. They don't have to, they just look like fit in, right? Now, if you've ever felt like you didn't fit in, you know, here's to my underdogs, my outcasts, you know, my little rebels, all of those, all of my light workers, all of my spirit warriors, all of my starseeds. If you've ever felt like you didn't belong, A thank God, because most likely the color of your personal cell just wasn't yellow, wasn't the, the dark mark yellow, right? So you were just not vibrating at the shadow aspect of the solar plexus. If you, if you know, if you feel like society at one point just kicked you out, Maybe yourself wanted to kick yourself out of the society because there is something wrong with society. And by the way, there's so much that is wrong with society. I mean, for God's sake, they're killing animals. Again, not to be preachy here. Yeah. <laughs> murder is actually justified, right? Murder is a daily occurrence here because they're animals, right? You know? It ain't murder when it's animals. How freaking interesting is that? Sorry, this is complete tangent. We're not talking about murdering animals, but we're talking about the personal soul of the matrix. So if I haven't convinced you that the times are going to be dire and you need to unplug from the collective consciousness, then I don't know uh, what other arguments I could give you at this point. Um, I guess you're just going to have to wait and see how you feel uh, in four to five years. If you're still feeling fine, then that's great. You know, more power to you. But if you wanna start understanding how to work your own personal magic cell, the magic cell of the matrix, so that the collective humanity consciousness cannot touch you, listen listen up. Now, by the way, for the ones that are empaths, for the ones that are healers, for the ones that love humanity and like love the people, by the way, I love humanity and the people too, like really I do, from the bottom of my heart, I really do. But if you're worried that somehow by having your own personal cell of the matrix, you're not gonna be an empath anymore and you're not going to be able to help people anymore or somehow that turns you into a bad person, I want you to shed that. You know, shed that as the old skin. It's never gonna happen. If you're an empath and that is your gift, you're always going to be able to be in contact with other human beings and feel their pain and joy and everything in between. That is not going anywhere. However, what would change, right, is instead of everything running on autopilot, you're going to finally have a choice. How nice would that be? You would have a choice to actively engage with somebody or not, to actively partake of their pain or not, Instead of things happening in the background, on autopilot, kind of almost without your consent or without your awareness. That is the danger zone. That is not what I want for you. I still want you to be impactful, whether you're a healer, an empath, you know, or whoever you are, you are still going to be impactful, right? It's, here's the deal. The ones that are awakened get to impact other people, but it is up to them whether the other people are impacting them. It's a choice, right? Everybody who starts working on themselves and raising their frequency, raising their vibration, their personal cell of the matrix lits up. It's like everybody else is yellow and they're white. And you can see this like little white sparks floating around. And these are the ones that are truly change makers in the human society. Remember how I told you, it's really, really hard to change the collective. Excruciatingly hard. However, these are the ones that can actually do it. The people, the beings, the souls whose cell lights up white energetically have reached a level of awareness that gives them almost godlike properties in a way, where they get to impact large cells of the matrix, large chunk of this time space reality and start recarving this mess that we're all in according to their own blueprint and according to what they want to create. Now, uh, the, the question that I'm starting to get from the collective is like, Maria, we're sold. Like, just tell us what to do. <laughs> Yay! Okay, listen, you guys. It's actually gonna be very, very, some, some of these things are gonna be so simple. You're gonna be like, oh, really? Number one, meditation. I know, kind of feels really silly, but here's the deal. At any point in time, you're tuning into a frequency. If you're not tuning into a frequency that serves you, you're gonna tune into the collective consciousness. There's no other way, you guys. Because your mind, your mental, your emotional bodies, they're always receiving things. They're always, because again, once you come into an incarnation, you're coming into a happening. It's essentially the ebbs and the flows. All of these things are happening. It is um, a very full um, reality. It is not an empty, you're not coming into a vacuum. So things happen all the time. Signals come through all the time. Things are being transmitted and received all the time. You can either be tuned into the frequency that you want, or if you're not, by default, you're going to be tuned into the frequency of your Uh, collective the collective consciousness of humanity there's no other way there's no in between and also by the way not being tuned into anything is also not an option so really it's one or the other why is meditation so important and by the way if i could have it any way i want if i could paint like take a brush and paint the prettiest picture i would highly recommend meditation in the morning if you can only do it once a day do it in the morning first thing when you wake up 20 minutes that is the perfect Timing, Uh, the perfect time of day is the morning first thing when you wake up. 20 minutes is the perfect time. Why do you need that? This enables you to erase the default settings of collective consciousness and start tuning into your personal stream, right? Because when you start practicing meditation, pretty much any time you go through a meditative experience, you are either in touch with the energies of your higher self or your guides. Like you are in touch with higher realms. That's what essentially meditation a meditative practice is, right? And as such, it plugs you out quite naturally, it plugs you out of the collective and plugs you into your own personal stream of alignment. All of a sudden, you remember things. You start getting clarity. You start getting perspective of like, Oh my God, why am I in the rat race in the first place? You know this funny funny saying that everybody should be meditating 20 minutes a day, but if you're busy, you have to meditate for an hour. That's precisely why. It's because if you think you're busy, you know, so busy that there's no room for meditation, that means that you are in the rat race like nobody's business, and you're running in a maze thinking that you know what the end destination is, but you really are not even chasing your own end destination. You're chasing into a template. And that is the greatest fallacy there is. So meditation, extremely important, extremely important. Every day, like literally like clockwork. And if you're feeling bad or like a rough day, then do one before you go to bed. 10, 15 minutes, at least, at least. I also like longer chunks on the weekends. I know not everybody can do that. But if you can do slightly longer on the weekends or a lot longer on the weekends, please do that. Ideally, an hour on Saturday and an hour on Sunday. And again, do you? I mean, everybody has free will. You may listen to this and be like, okay, Maria, you're crazy. Like, I don't have three hours a week or whatever for meditation. You're out of your mind. And I would tell you, You're a beautiful child of God and and you call the shots in your life and you know I, I respect and support you no matter what. Just remember, right? If the going gets hard, if one day you wake up and you catch yourself, that there's something that's off about your frequency, there's something that's off about your life. If you feel unhappy or stuck or depressed or anxious, do remember that there is a way out. And it starts with meditation. Not because we're all are trying to get into an enlightened state and be Buddhist monks the rest of our lives. No. But because it is actually becoming really dangerous to be plugged into the collective consciousness of humanity is it's going to get worse and not better. And literally the best remedy that I know of not being succumbed to that, of not succumbing to that, is meditation daily. First thing in the morning. Why first thing in the morning? Because it resets your frequency. It resets you. It rewires your brain. It sets the tone. You set the tone for 20 minutes, your whole day is going to feel very different. You forget that, again, you're back to being part of the collective consciousness. And I don't care, literally, even for the people whose assemblage point is extremely high. Even if you are, I don't know, Somebody that's close to a Buddha, right? Like, I don't know, almost an ascended master incarnated. Still, that's the ironic part. Still, by default, your physical human body is going to connect you and plug you into collective consciousness. Unless you meditate. Why do you think all of these monks, why do you think all of these, I don't know, spiritual people in Eastern tradition spend so much time meditating? is because they really understood the benefit of plugging into their personal stream instead of the collective. Because trust me, the answers of how to fix your life or the world are not inside of the collective consciousness. Because if the answers were inside of the collective consciousness, the problems would have already been fixed. The problems are still here. So in fact, nothing is quite as stuck as the human collective consciousness. Yeah. So if you like progress, if you like movement, if you like good positive change, going to the answers or using the energy that's stuck to get the answers is not the best way to move forward. Connecting to your higher self, connecting to the north star, connecting to spirit guides, meditating, is. That is the answer. Stop watching the news. That's the second. Very simple. Stop watching the news. Stop obsessively scrolling the news feeds. Just stop being, because that is your way of reaching out to the collective consciousness of humanity and, you know, via different means and checking with yourself. Should I be worried? Has something happened? You know, another house burned down somewhere. Was there a flood with 30 people dead? Or like, what have you? And all of a sudden, everybody's reading about the 30 people that are dead, you know? And everybody's like, oh my God, a flood is really awful. 30 people died in that flood. Can you imagine 30 people, oh my God? I'm like, you guys, millions of people are born every day. The delta of how many new people are born Is crazy versus how many people die. 30 people really, like, really doesn't make a needle for humanity. And I know, I know it sounds really, really harsh, but let's put things in perspective. 30 people died. You know how many more people died? Millions of people died that day, this day, today. Millions of people are gonna die for different reasons, for different causes. By the way, most of them have selected to go in a particular way when they were um, you know, in, in their soul, um, when they were at soul level, right? So why would your current life be impacted by the little specks of dust that is the negative news? The negative news are just the noise and you have to get really, really good at getting space because that's the other part you could have your own personal self the matrix and work through it, like cleansing it and protecting it and blah, blah, blah. But you also need a bubble of space surrounding it, like empty space. So imagine almost like, like you're a cube, you're floating in a cube, An empty space feels like there is like, almost like a sphere surrounding your cube, there is a sphere, and that is empty space. And empty space is extremely healthy. What is empty space? Empty space is a buffer between you and collective consciousness of humanity. You kill that buffer when you watch the news obsessively. Or just like, you know, when you feel like you need to stay on top of every single thing that's happening. Otherwise, you're like, I'm out of the loop. I have FOMO, all of that. What what are other ways to get space? You're going to have to find ways to get off the grid as much as possible. at least once a month and by the way when i say once a month once a month like a part of me cringes inside because that's nowhere close to enough so if you're living in large metropolitan areas in fact i would say in order for you to maintain your sanity and keep maintaining your sanity you're gonna have to find a way to get out into nature and outside of the grid of the city even if you're just like moving 40 45 to an hour 45 minutes to an hour away from the city. It's gonna make a big, big difference. Because you need to get good at resetting your system. Resetting is extremely important. If you don't reset your system, you're gonna be stewing. You're essentially you're like a meal on a platter um, for anybody who wants to manipulate you, control you, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. That is the unfortunate truth. So resetting your own personal cell of the matrix is really important. What does the resetting like? Once you move away out of the of the grid, or you know, once you go outside of your city for the weekend, and I'm mostly talking like larger cities, like half a million population and up, right? If you're living in a you know a more of a rural area, like don't worry about it. Like I'm not talking about cities with like 50,000 people. I'm like talking like New York City type. I mean i know there are how many new york cities are there uh but like la- la- larger cities like half a million and and up in terms of population you really need to get off the grid because there's mind control and tools for mind control like nobody's business things that you would not you could you could not believe that exist right now and a lot of new innovation is being tested and so you could never escape the the system you could never escape the matrix, although I hate saying that because factually it's incorrect. I don't want you to just skip the matrix, but you could never unplug yourself from the collective consciousness of humanity. If you keep living in, you know, a nice little apartment in your metropolitan area and you never leave again, that reset ideally every week, you cannot do every week, do whatever you can, but at least once a month and ideally in nature, like you need, like you would need one good day of detox in nature. By the waterfall, in the meadows, in the forest, in the uh, you know, by the mountain, by the river. I don't care as long as you are not no longer in the grid, because your body is going to start naturally resetting to your own rhythms and the rhythms of nature, instead of being fed a template of the collective consciousness of humanity that inhabits specifically the city that you live in. Again, very hard to get out of the rat race, because the collective energy is going to eat you up. And the bigger the city, the stronger that collective energy is. So at any point in time, you're tapping into the entire you know, planet Earth in terms of collective collective energy, as well as the most important collective energy that you're tapping into is your immediate area where you live. That really impacts you. Like really, it really does. And so really, you know, watch also where you live. For some of you, the crazier life gets, you may find yourself seeking to move outside of the city sometimes, outside of certain countries. Listen to your heart and listen to your intuition. Your body is never wrong. It is not a sign of weakness to want to leave a city and, you know, there are so many ways right now to find remote work, et cetera, et cetera. And there, there, there are options of making money outside of big cities. So you no longer have to feel chained to big city matrix because that is, again, not very healthy and especially unhealthy if your assemblage point is higher than the solar buses. Um, again, there are different cities, but every city has very, very strong mind control. So just be aware. Detox. Incredibly important. You have to take the time to detox your personal cell of the matrix. How do you do that? It's a quick energy exercise. How often do you need to detox? I'm getting a question from the collective. Um, Initially, I would do every week. Uh, And then you can, you know, tune up or tune it down, tone it down. uh, If you, you know, You can play with the frequency. How would you do the detox? In a meditative state, you would focus on your breaths, quiet down the internal dialogue. You would imagine that your body is encapsulated inside of a cube, a transparent cube, your personal cell of the matrix. You would first pay attention. The color of the liquid that this cube is filled up with. That is the representation of your frequency very often it would coincide with you know your aura or your auric field color now if we're detoxing at least once a week you need to do the full flush you know you you need to flush the system down at least initially as you are still getting used to this so what you would want to imagine is that the cube has pores kind of like your skin has pores the cube has pores and through the pores, I want you to imagine that that liquid that is filling up your cube, or sorry, that is inside of your cube is starting to sip out. And literally, I want you to allow that liquid to move out entirely. I want the entirety of the liquid that fills up your personal soul of the matrix, your personal cube to be gone. Then I want you to imagine there is a waterfall of white light coming straight from the heavens, filling up your cube. And you want to like literally flush like whatever there there is dirt and debris on the surface of the cube, on the inner, on the inner surface of the cube. I want you to allow this waterfall, this white light to cleanse and, you know, clean it up as much as possible. You can even like, you can even choose to shake the cube up. And then once that is done, release it. Release that dirty water too. And... The last step is you want to just, now that the cube is fully, fully clean, you want to fill it up. You would want to imagine that your higher self is literally tuning up the waterfall to a particular frequency, right? So you would imagine your higher self upstairs that it is tuning up the waters of this waterfall and whatever your higher self, whatever the energy is that your higher self blessed for you to have, I want you to imagine your personal cube filling up with that energy filling it up and then that's it. And then you would do a protective, um, you would probably want to create, to remember how I told you there's like, we need a buffer and we need space. So setting up protection around your own personal cell of the matrix could actually be really, really helpful. I like doing three consecutive spheres, concentric spheres, right? So imagine that there's a sphere of uh, white light So, the inner sphere um, that would encapsulate your cube would be white light. Then the sphere around it is blue, and the outermost sphere is golden. So, you would set these three spheres up to protect you, to protect your cube, to help create this buffer. You can also rewrite, by the way, the contract. Uh, it works for some people better than others, but there is a default contract by which for most people you are, you know, 80% of your vibrations of the collective consciousness. So you can take out a piece of paper and declare that, you know, a contract between me and the universe, a new contract between me and the universe, or a new contract between me and the architect of the matrix. You can call it whatever you want. And you could say that from this day forward, you'd like literally write it up on a piece of paper I choose to control my reality instead of being controlled by the collective consciousness. As such, I choose that 80% of my thoughts, feelings, and actions are going, going to be determined by me and my higher self and not the collective. And then you would sign it and put a date. And the moment you sign it and put a date, it's effective. So rewriting that as a default setting, because the matrix is actually operating very often according to settings. In the same way how you're like setting up your computer, for instance, or your iPhone when you get a new phone, right? Like you're setting up the wallpapers and the fonts and, you know, whatever your apps are, like you have to go through a setup process. Unbeknownst to you, there is a setup process of your own personal set of the matrix, and it is wired a certain way. So you get to rewire it by recreating the contract. Raising your vibration is probably the number one best thing that you can do in order to maintain the integrity of your personal field of the matrix, personal cell of the matrix, and you know maintaining your own personal sanity level as well as happiness level. Why? If your personal vibration is fundamentally different from the collective human consciousness, those two energies are gonna start repelling one another. Because of the clusterization principle of the universe, like attracts like, things that are not alike repel each other, right? So if you don't vibrate at the shadow of the yellow, but start vibrating at one of the higher chakras, whether that is the heart, the throat, or anything upstairs, by default, the matrix is or the collective human consciousness is not going to feel like you are of it and so it's not going to even float your way so much it's kind of going to stay away a little bit right so really the number one thing you can do for your own peace of mind your own happiness sense of security and everything is raise your vibration raise your vibration which is a lot of it is energy work, a lot of it is parts work, a lot of it is shadow work, some, some part of it is working through karma, doing the past life regression. Everything essentially, pretty much, that we're talking about, we're discussing on this podcast, is geared towards helping you raise your vibration, is geared towards helping you find your own path instead of living it into a template of the collective consciousness. Because I believe that that is the way out. If if you've been looking for a sign, if you've been looking for a way out, if you've been looking for answers, this is your answer, you guys. Raise your vibration. Raise your frequency and live happy, healthy, long lives. You'll thank me later. And one of the keys, one of the ways of getting there is to stop living into a subconscious template and uploading everything in the kitchen sink from the collective consciousness of humanity, but instead saying, no, I rewrite the script. I call the shots. I am no longer a victim. I am a god or goddess in, 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 in a human body, right? As such, I call the shots, or as a child of God, if that feels better, child of source, right? If you don't identify as a god or goddess, that's totally cool. Identify then as a child of source, as a byproduct of source consciousness, right? You are not subordinate to anything. Everything is a choice. You have options. You always have had options. I would like to um, see if the collective consciousness has any questions for me. And I know I've I've spent like this whole episode like being like collective consciousness is bad. We're talking to the collective of this group, you guys. It's just our own kind of like little friend circle. You know, imagine we're sitting in front of a bonfire holding hands. It's our collective group, right? So when I'm talking to you and I'm saying, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm receiving questions from the collective, I'm not talking about the entirety of on earth, although sometimes very rarely, I would make episodes that are for the entirety of the human collective consciousness. And when I do that, I put an intention out there, by the way, and the intention really matters. And when that happens, I'm able to broadcast to essentially everybody who's gonna listen, even outside of our group, if that makes sense, and upload certain codes, even bypassing somebody, people don't even have to hear me consciously. They would still hear me subconsciously. And that's the beauty of being able to work with this collective consciousness. However, in this particular case, I'm just talking to our baby group, our smaller group, not 7 billion people. We're not yet 7 billion people. Hopefully one day, right? I'm going gonna to set, set nice audacious goals for ourselves. But for now, our um, our collective group. Um, I just wanted to see if you had questions because I know this is a little bit of a charged topic. It does bring in some lofty idea ideas around the matrix, and you know I just wanted to get some feedback and see if there's anything that I've mentioned or I talked about that wasn't clear. Um, yeah, the question is the question from the collective is this: How do I know? If I, if my life right now is being run on autopilot or essentially, is there like a diagnostic or like how do I know if I'm also succeeding if I embark on this because um, now I'm gonna be worried about this? (laughs) Well, first things first, don't be worried about this. The good news is that if you aligned with this content, if you aligned with this episode, and if you've gotten to this point, you are already like 99% essentially there compared to everybody else who's asleep. (laughs) That's the good news, right? Here's the thing. It takes a Christmas miracle to align with my content, uh, right now. It's not always going to be the case, but for right now it is. And most likely, if you have been led to it, you have a whole slew of spirit guides that led you here because people don't just randomly find my content. It's just, I'm being as honest with you, as real with you as I can. So if you have aligned to this content, that means that you're well on the path. That means a couple of things. A, you really aren't meant to start raising your vibrations. You're really meant to start raising your assemblage point. By the way, if you haven't listened to my episodes and I watched my YouTube videos on the assemblage point, you should. This is a really, really pivotal learning. Raising your assemblage point at least to the heart level is the answer. Anything below a recipe for disaster in the next 20 years assemblage points below the heart are going to be hard you guys so the uh, the answer is how do you know um essentially where you stand in terms of you know being run by the collective instead of not i would say do a diagnostic around your assemblage point again for those of you that don't know really quickly assemblage point is your point of view um your way of how essentially you perceive the world, it is connected to one of your seven chakras. You could imagine, there are many ways to diagnose, you know, you could use the pendulum, literally you write down on a piece of paper, you can like draw the seven chakras and you can ask the pendulum, you know, which chakra is my assemblage point at? And your pendulum is going to show you the chakra. If not, you can use another diagnostic. You could imagine that in front of you, there are seven vessels, empty vessels, like uh, lap tubes, for instance. And you, uh, in a meditative state, you should ask the universe to show you which chakra your assemblage point is located at right now. And one of those empty vessels is going to be filled with a color. If it, whatever color is being shown to you of the main chakras, that is where your assemblage point is. So if your assemblage point is on the root chakra, sacral, orange, so the red, orange, or the yellow, most likely you are still in the grip of the collective human consciousness. If your assemblage point is on any of the upper chakras, starting with your heart, that is good news. That means that you are already well on the way Of kind of like breaking free from the collective mentality from there you know there's um essentially more obvious more more things you can do and a lot of them i've even mentioned in this episode right there's always more you can do in terms of your vibrations you know there's always more higher vibrational content that you can consume as opposed to all vibrational things etc etc watch who you surround yourself with because your vibrations are um, uh, an average of the three people you spend the most time with. And by the way, this is not always related to people you work with uh, because the, very often when we work with people with colleagues, we don't mix our own personal vessel with them quite so much. There is a barrier, right? Like that's why, you know, we, we certain masks come on when we go into a business setting, for instance, or a work setting. But of course, if you are friendly with somebody like a coworker, or you develop a relationship, that's a whole, that's a whole other story because every relationship that you have that is outside of business, let's say family or leisure, you're really are sharing a space an energetic space for that person. And you are exchanging energy. Like nobody's business. It's like, they give you theirs. You give yours to them. Right? And so you are always going to be a byproduct of the three people you spend the most time with on a personal level. So be careful who your friends are because your your friend's energy become becomes your energy so if you're looking to elevate if you're looking to raise frequency either befriend somebody whose frequency is already high or sometimes isolation helps that's the other thing isolating when the world is going nuts is actually a self-care tactic having your personal space Having your personal zone, having alone times, having retreats that enable you to be a little bit of a hermit, even if you're an extrovert, even for a little bit, is going to set you up for success. And also, even beyond the complicated diagnostics that I gave you, you should see how much the world outside of you impacts you. How much do the news impact you, even if, even if you know what the news are? You know, or do you feel like you're kind of living in your own bubble? Because for every single person that has figured this out and that has really embraced this concept of the personal cell of the matrix as opposed to the collective, they're going to feel like they are living in a bubble, and they're going to get so many examples. There's going to be so much proof out there that literally you live in the bubble. Sometimes people call it living under a rock, but I prefer calling it living in a bubble because under a rock is a little morbid. And really, it's like under a bubble. It, you know, if you live in the bubble, it's kind of like a cute thing. Under a rock feels like you're somehow inadequate. So what are the examples of that? I don't know. Like when you feel like everybody's sick with COVID, but you're not, you're living in a bubble. Do you know what I mean? right? Everybody's impacted by something, but you're not. It's almost like, I don't even know, like they're living in their own version of reality and I seem to be living in my own. And that's exactly how it's supposed to feel. If you're doing things right, if you're playing things right, that is how it's going to feel. It's like, there's going to be a rift between everybody else and you. The people may be starving, people may be sick, the people may be unhappy, everybody else, you know, around you may be depressed, stressed, anxious, and you're just going to be like, what a beautiful life. I have everything I possibly wish for, I love my life, I have the perfect partner, the perfect family, the perfect friends, the perfect vacations, the perfect everything, I'm on my path, I'm helping people, I'm in, you know, doing my random acts of kindness, I'm in service, I'm grateful, blah, 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 and all of those good things, and your universe is not going to match up to anybody else's, and that is how you know you're winning. When you feel like you are in a bubble, and your world is your own separate you know, piece or slice of heaven, and you kind of don't care what what's up with the rest of the world. That is the winning strategy, and that's how you know you're succeeding. I'm gonna take one more question from the collective. This has turned out to be a lot longer than I thought. I thought this was gonna be like literally short and sweet, ten minutes, and we're gonna be out. But <laughs> didn't happen that way. All right, I just wanted to receive one more question from the collective. Uh, anything I can clarify around this topic? Um, the question is: You make. The human collective sound really dangerous and kind of sad and essentially this this listener feels like doesn't that mean though that we're not embracing humanity or we're not being loving or we're not being caring you know what i love this question thank you for asking because i think this is really really important to clarify a lot of us, enough of us, have the savior complex, you know, like, or the helper complex or the service complex. It's kind of like when we want to be in service when we really love people, we really want to help people, like that is our natural inclination. Because, you know, if you vibrate at the Anahata center, the heart center and above, by default, you understand that you you are one with everything else. And really, like, all separation is an, an illusion, And enough of you are of that understanding and of that mentality, of that mindset. So, of course, a part of you may feel like, whoa, no, 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 we love everybody and we love everything. But here's the thing. In order to be able to help others, we cannot be stewing the same juices that they are stewing because if, if that is the case, then we're going to have the same blind spots that they do. Do you guys know, and I, I don't know how introspective you are in your own lives, but you know how you are always your own biggest blind spot, how it's very easy to see what other people need to work on. And it's always the hardest to understand what you need to work on or like how you stock against reality. And that is all because of like ego and, and how ego construct works. Like our biggest blind spots are always around ourselves. So if we did not separate, if we do not separate ourselves from the rest of humanity, that by the way is drowning right now, they're drowning in the shadow of the yellow center. If we're just staying in the same exact mess that everybody else is staying in, we're going to be extremely incapable of So I will tell you this, the most loving thing you can do for yourself and others is get yourself a vantage point from which you can help people. And no, it is not necessarily an act of an absence of love to be able to see things for what they are. Because the truth of the collective consciousness of humanity is it exists in the shadow. And that is the truth. There is nothing unloving about that statement. Absolutely nothing. Are, is everybody still a part of us? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And by the way, I'll tell you this. If we're trying to, you know, if we're playing the righteousness card. If at soul level, we had our solar plexus 100% healed, and we haven't had one single thing wrong or you know, if we did not experience any shadow aspects, if all of our shadow aspects around the solar plexus were healed at a higher self level, we would have never been able to align with planet Earth energetically, vibrationally. For, according to the clusterization principle of the universe, that would be quite impossible. So I'll tell you this. We are not being judgy in the sense that, oh, we're looking around at everybody worse, is worse than us. No, in fact, we know that by the virtue of us aligning with planet earth we are actually smack in the middle of the yellow ocean of shadow of the solar plexus ourselves but we also get to choose another perspective we also get to pluck ourselves out of this ocean and put ourselves at this like little hill over here or like a little mountain that sticks up from the ocean, so that we are able to gain perspective, understand what's happening, and be helpful to ourselves and others. And no, I don't think that that means that we're very actively separating ourselves. But I think we all would agree, right, that there are so many things in society today that could use some help. There is terminal illness, is hunger, there is heartbreak, there is corruption, there is greed. I mean, you name it, there are all these vices, right? And so part of our journey of awakening, part of our spiritual journey is, again, going back to what I said before, understanding that we're all one. And by helping ourselves, we're helping the greater you know, the greater universe. By helping others, we're helping ourselves. These things are interrelated. By helping another person work through their shadow, we're helping ourselves, our soul, to work through that shadow as well. That is the beauty of being interconnected. That is the beauty of togetherness. That is the beauty of unity. Right? So, that means that... Essentially, probably one of the most loving things that we could do is getting ourselves into a place where our own personal cell of the matrix lights up with white. Because that is how we get to create change for ourselves and others. That is when we first, for ourselves, get outside of the karmic loop. We get outside of the predicament of the karmic zones. And we're saying, you know what? There is a way out and we found a way out. And now we can help everybody else find the way out as well. So the personal matrix help is a tool. It's not a means of separation. It's a means of bringing light to planet Earth. And that is what I'm committed to. Not committed to separation on the slightest. But thank you so much for calling this out. I love this question. And I'm always happy to dive as deep with you guys as you're willing to go with me. I want to thank you so much for sticking around till the very end with me. You are, like I said, I said this before, I'll say this again. You are the future of this planet. I see so much potential in you guys. I see you already creating so much light on the face of this planet. And I see you creating so much more in the future that my heart is in awe of all of you. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being open. Thank you for listening to the guidance in whichever way came to you to, you know, align with this episode. I'm sending you so much love. I know this was very charged, but thank you for sticking through. Um, Yeah. And I know this, that this is going to create massive positive change in your life and the life, the lives of of the ones um, that you love. And so I'm really excited to, you know, to be bringing this to you today. Alrighty, I'm sending you all a big virtual hug and I'll see you in the next one. Bye loves.